He is Lord of all. I was, um, when the worship team was opening this, this portion of the night, because we were able to start with some fellowship, I was just thinking of um, each of you uh, that were already here with us and those of you that were coming, wondering if you were going to make it or not, and um, just not knowing the things you had to overcome to get here. And um, just feeling that burden in my heart for all of you women that have so many roles, so many things on your plate, uh, so many things that the world is telling us we need to be and do and molds that we need to fit in. And I was just so thankful to the Lord uh, for this place, this place of safety where we could come, um, you know, comfy cozy or come maybe straight from work in all of our business attire and just know that uh, we'll be found by sisters that are here to seek the Lord and that aren't here to compare us um, to worldly standards, but are here just to grow us and to help us feel closer to the Lord. And so I, I just pray you sense that. And I pray that you know that it's worth it because he's, he's the rewarder of those that diligently seek him. You know, um, that's why we come here tonight. And so I just want to let you know um, how much I love you, how much the Lord loves you, and the fact that he is Lord of all. He is Lord of all those situations you're facing at work all those situations you're facing at home, with your children, um, with your spouse, in, at, in your singleness, like whatever situations it is um, that the enemy is trying to use to destroy or distract, let him be Lord of that. Let him be Lord of that. So we are going to look at some titles uh, that are ascribed to Jesus as Lord, ascribed to God as our Lord, and then we're going to look at a few T-letter words on what our response should be, right? So he's Lord. He has all these titles. He is do so many things. But where do we begin? How do we honor him as Lord? So we'll pray and we'll dive in. God, I thank you. Um, I thank you for strengthening every one of my sisters here tonight to make it, Lord, to carve out this time. Um, Lord, to trust you with whatever mess was left behind, uh, knowing that maybe they were going to have to stay up a little later tonight to be able to address those things, Lord, but that for these few moments, God, these um, minutes, this hour that we have to dive into your word, God, would you please refresh our souls? Would you restore us, God? Would you be near? Would your rod and your staff comfort and correct us, Lord? Help our thinking um, to align with yours. God, cleanse us and forgive us if we've adopted any philosophies um, that aren't pleasing to you, God. And we're, we're believing them. We're acting out in those rather than acting in faith and in the truth of your word, God. So please open our eyes to those lies that we've allowed to seep into our hearts, God. And Lord, free us because we know that it's your truth that makes us free, God. And it's in your name that we pray. Amen. Last time we got together, we looked at contentment. And it was just such a sweet progression to see how our sufficiency is in Christ. And then right away be reminded that he's Lord of all. Like how easy is it to be content when you have everything? Like hopefully, right? Easy. But really it's a matter of our heart. But theoretically, it sounds easier to be content when we have everything. 
And yet we really do have all that we need in the Lord. Um, God is called the Lord of glory. So that's one of those alls uh, that is connected to Jesus because we know he is the second person in the Trinity. So these titles that are ascribed to God, Jesus also shares. That title is found in 1 Corinthians 2. 1 Corinthians 2. We can turn there. We're going to read a few verses there. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Verse, we'll pick up in verse 8. 1 Corinthians, sorry, verse 7. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 7. So that you come short in no gift, eagerly waiting for the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's coming so soon, my friends. Verse 8. Whom will also confirm you to the end that you may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Now I plead with you, brethren. Oh, that's chapter one. Just kidding. I'm just learning things from my pastor. Like I'm really trying to like grow. <laughs> All right. First Corinthians chapter two, verse seven. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery the hidden wisdom of God, ordained before the ages for our glory, which none of the rulers of this age knew, for they, had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us. Through his spirit, for the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. So we have been given this understanding that Jesus is the Lord of glory. And if those who were witnesses to his crucifixion and demanded it had known, they wouldn't have crucified the Lord of glory. He's also called Lord our righteousness. You could just jot this reference down. Jeremiah 23 verse 6 it says, in his days, Judah will be saved and Israel will dwell safely. Now this is his name by which he will be called the Lord, our righteousness. The Lord, our righteousness. Um, that term, that name of God is associated with the messianic king vindicate, vindicating his people's cause and giving them victory. So that idea of righteousness is mixed in with the idea of victory. And isn't that what righteousness is? Victory over sin. And as we see the day of the Lord approaching, we know that it's getting harder and harder, that sins are becoming more and more acceptable. But the Lord, our righteousness, will give us the victory. He's also called Lord God Almighty in Revelation 15, 3. Um, that was one of the verses I remember early on in our prayer and fasting calendar. And just seeing again that he is the Lord God, God Almighty and that we are to fear him. And I thought that was such an amazing thing that if we walk in the fear of the Lord, we won't have to have the fear of man or the fear of circumstances or the fear of supplies running out if we walk in the fear of the Lord. May we grow in that. And then, of course, the title that we looked at uh, during our study the fact that he is the Lord of all. So knowing that he is the Lord of all, 
right? That he, as the Lord of all, was willing to give up all so that we could have a relationship with him. What is he calling us to do? Well, in Mark chapter 12, he tells us in verse 30, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. That's a lot of alls. But this is the first commandment. So we're going to look at tonight loving God with all of our heart, all of our soul, all of our mind, and all of our strength. Because it's what he deserves. He deserves our love and he deserves all of it. So the first one, our heart. How do we love the Lord with all of our heart? Well, the T-letter word for that is treasure. Treasure. In Matthew 6, 21, it tells us, For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So to love the Lord God with all your heart means, according to Matthew 6, 21, not according to me, but it means we need to love God with our treasure. We need to beware of those things that we are treasuring, whether financially we're spending more time on, you know, online shopping or maybe all the like yummy foodie places. I know for a while when um, Adrian and I were looking at our budgets, we're like, wow, our eating out and grocery bill is getting really close to how much we're paying on our mortgage. We should, we should probably, you know, make some adjustments there. And it could be so tempting, right, to like be um, unaware of what our treasure is and what we're prioritizing and how we not only spend financially, but also just the things we're investing our hobbies in, those things that we are always talking about, right, those treasures of our conversation. Because where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. You know, we looked at in the New Testament how Jesus quotes this commandment of loving the Lord your God with all your heart and soul and mind. But again, he was quoting that from the book of the law. Moses had told this to the people, you know, thousands of years before Christ was mentioning this command in Deuteronomy. So as we look at these different New Testament scriptures of what it means to love God with our all, I also wanted to look at one of the original verses. So if you keep a finger in Deuteronomy, we'll probably uh, flip back and forth a couple times to some of the different chapters where Moses encourages the people and reminds them that God is calling us to love him with our all. So Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 29, he says, but from there you will seek the Lord your God, and you will find him if you seek him with all your heart and with all your soul. And you know what, ladies? He's addressing this to the people, warning them about the fact that they will receive punishment if they forsake the Lord. But that in that distress, in that being scattered, then they're going to seek the Lord with all their hearts. So maybe your treasure has been sort of hit lately, right? With all the job markets and the stocks and all these crazy things going up and down. Take that opportunity to seek the Lord and to reevaluate, am I loving him with all of my heart? The next one is loving God with all of our soul. 
And the two-letter word for that is time, our time. Uh, this was repeated from Moses, so we'll just flip one book over to Joshua. In Joshua chapter 22, and actually several times throughout Joshua, he reminds the Israelites of the different things that Moses had shared with them, of what it means to love God with their all. In Joshua 22 verse 5, he tells the people, but take careful heed to do the commandment and the law which Moses, the servant of God, commanded you to love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways, to keep his commandments, to hold fast to him and to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul. It was interesting to me um, in just putting the outline together and praying through the different points that whenever the psalmist is encouraging himself to wait, he doesn't talk to his heart, he doesn't talk to his mind, he talks to his soul, right? The psalmist says a few times over, my soul waits silently for God alone, for my expectation is from him. I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and in his word I do hope. Even the prophet Jeremiah tells us in Lamentations 3.25, Lamentations 3.25, the Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. I got to believe that when it comes to the things of our soul, it's what occupies our time. And ladies, your time has become one of the greatest commodities of our decade. People are fighting for your time. And sometimes they, didn't, they don't even have to fight that hard for it because it's in our pocket, right? That thing that consumes our time, it's in our pocket and it just will suck up our time if we're not careful. And maybe we start off with good intentions, right? Maybe you're part of a church and they're doing a fast and you're not used to cooking recipes <laughs> that, you know, follow these certain guidelines. So you go on your phone to look for recipes and then next thing you know, you ran out of time to cook the recipes because of how long it took you in that black hole of clickbait and different links and things. Ladies, we must guard our time. Guard your time at work. Make sure you're a diligent worker. Guard your time with your family. Maybe have a little cage for those devices and only when they need to be used, you walk over to that location and it's used, but it has its home and that's where it lives. Um, just guard your time. Spend that time with the Lord when we want to um, use it in other ways and find ways to use your time for the kingdom of God. You know, find ways to invest in the things of the Lord with your time, whether it's through prayer, whether it's, you know, joining one of the, the ministries here at church and filling out that application, whatever it is, use your time for the Lord. You won't regret it. You won't regret it. And your soul will be more at peace for it. Because as we waste our time or we spend it on things that don't matter, there's less and less peace and there's less and less safety. Um, so your soul will thank you for it. It'll be easier to wait for his promises when we use our time for him. The next one, mind, that one's kind of easy, right? Our thoughts, our thoughts. How do we love the Lord with all of our mind? By guarding our thoughts. May our thoughts be about him. So back to Deuteronomy, we're gonna see one of the times that Moses 
repeats to um, the people of God of loving God um, with everything. It says in Deuteronomy 10, verse 12, And now, Israel, what does the Lord require of you but to fear the Lord your God, to walk in his ways, to love him, to serve the Lord with all your heart and with all your soul? Um, it was interesting because today, I didn't know this was what the Lord was going to put on Adrian's heart to share with LHM, but he went to Proverbs 16. And Proverbs 16, verse 3 says, Commit your works to the Lord, and your thoughts will be established. So if we want our thoughts to be established, we need to commit to serving the Lord, whether it's serving him at home, again, using our time for his kingdom, being a part of ministry at church, being a part of something that you can be the hands and feet of Jesus. And that is one way that our thoughts will honor him. And that is a way that we can honor the Lord with all of our mind. A few years back, we did um, a ladies seminar and the theme verse was in 1 Samuel. And it said, only fear the Lord and serve him in truth with all your heart for consider what great things he has done for you. Once again, that's 1 Samuel 12, 24. As we fear the Lord and serve him in truth with all of our heart, our mind will automatically consider the great things he has done for us. And if our mind is occupied with the amazing things that the Lord has done for you, you're going to have victory over your thoughts. There's not going to be room for depression or anxiety or lust or jealousy or insecurities because you're thoughts are going to be about the Lord, about the great things he has done for you. And so again, I just want us to be encouraged that our thoughts would be surrendered to him as we love the Lord with all of our mind. The last T of what it looks like to love the Lord with our all is connected to the word strength, right? It's love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, and lastly, all your strength. And the T-letter word that's associated there is the word tests. Test. Ladies, our faith is going to be tested. Our love for the Lord is going to be tested. But in those tests, the Lord is going to give us grace. And that's going to strengthen us to be able to come out on the other side of that test, refined like silver, like gold. In Deuteronomy chapter 13 this time, it tells us in verse 3 that you shall not listen to the words of that prophet or that dreamer of dreams, for the Lord your God is testing you to know whether you love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. We also need to be careful the things that we're listening to. We need to make sure that in order to have the strength for the test, that we're not giving ear to things that aren't really biblical. Maybe they sound right. Maybe they sound godly-ish, but they're not biblical. This is the true test of truth, God's word. 1 Kings 2 verse 4. 1 Kings 2, I'm sorry, I know we're jumping around a lot, but it was just interesting to look at this word all. Um, as a word study. 
in 1 Kings 2, verse 4, um, the Lord is speaking to the kings, and he says that the Lord may fulfill his word, which he spoke concerning me, saying, if your sons take heed to their way to walk before me in truth with all their heart and with all their soul, he said, you shall not lack a man on the throne of Israel. And I just want to encourage you, ladies, you're not going to lack anything, and you will keep the Lord will keep his promises to you. He kept this promise through Hezekiah and through Josiah, who was um, the second to last king before Israel and, and Judah were invaded. So again, I just want to encourage you that as these men were able to commit all of their hearts and all of their souls in the time that they had, in the test that they faced, we can do the same thing. We can pass these tests as we love the Lord with our all, as we trust him with all of our heart, we will be able to rejoice. And maybe tonight you're wondering, okay, but what happens when our hearts fail us, right? What happens when our thoughts aren't right? What happens when I feel like I haven't passed the test? I want to encourage you with 1 John 3.20. It says, for if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart and knows all things. God is greater than our heart. Yes, he commands us to love him with all of our heart, our soul, our mind, and strength, but he is even greater than our hearts. And if maybe you're struggling, maybe there was a time in your walk where you had more of this love for the Lord than you do now, surrender it to him. Say, Lord, my heart is not in the right place. My heart isn't sold out to you. Maybe fear has crept in and it's kept you from really trusting the Lord with the plans he has for your future or something else. I just want to encourage you that God is greater than your hearts. One of the last um, titles that we see referring to Christ as Lord is in Revelation chapter 22. And I wanted to close there tonight because again, the, the whole point of this study, this theme is Jesus, the God who is to come. So turn with me now to Revelation as we think, okay, Jesus is Lord of all and um, okay, he's coming back. How are those two connected? Well, one of the titles given to Christ uh, regarding his Lordship is the fact that he is the Lord God of the prophets. He's the Lord God of holy prophecies. And it just gets me so excited to think of the fact that the only few prophecies that are left to be fulfilled are the ones regarding his second coming. In Revelation chapter 22, we'll pick up in verse 6. Then he said to me, these words are faithful and true. And the Lord God of the holy prophets sent his angel to show his servants the things which must shortly take place. Verse 7, behold, I am coming quickly. Blessed is he who keeps the word of the prophecy of this book. Now I, John, saw and heard these things. And when I heard and saw, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel who showed me these things. Then he said to me, see that you do not do that, for I am your fellow servant and of your brethren, the prophets, and of those who keep the words of this book. Worship God. And verse 10, 
And he said to me, do not seal the words of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. Ladies, let us love the Lord our God with our all, because his return is so soon. It's so soon. Don't lose hope. Don't lose heart. Um, I kind of wanted to add just like a, a bonus T-letter word, and that's to talk about him. Honor the Lord with your tongue, and you see that your heart, your soul, your mind, will, your strength will follow, right? So he was told not to seal up the words of this prophecy because the time is at hand. And I've got a feeling there's some of us in this room that maybe we've been silent about the things that the Lord is doing in our lives or in boldness and sharing with coworkers or family members. And I just want to encourage you to stop that. Don't seal that up anymore because the time is at hand. So again, love him with your all, with your treasure, with your time, your thoughts, during those tests, and with our tongues. Let's pray. Lord, again, um, we're just so thankful for this time that we could spend in your presence, Lord. I pray that if any of your daughters here tonight needs um, just encouragement, just to pray with someone because they've been struggling in one of these areas, Lord, that they wouldn't leave um, without doing business with you first, God. Lord, we know you're coming soon. I pray that you would increase our faith and our boldness to share you with others, God, that they might not be left behind, that they may be a part of your kingdom, God. And it's in your name that I ask these things. Amen. That invitation still stands. Um, if there's someone that you would like to pray with, maybe um, the, the sister that was leading the discussion group, um, I myself am available too. I know there's a few snacks and coffee, so if you're going to fellowship, just keep it quiet. So um, if anyone needs to pray or, you know, ministry can take place. God bless you.